I'm not faking it now. This is not a show. This is my life. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are here. Episode 31, baby. Life After Addiction. And man, I'm excited for today. Uh, We have a special guest. So if you haven't checked out episode 29, Adam and I discussed the resurrection power of Jesus and it not being celebrated only on Easter, but that we can walk in that newness of life in that resurrection power each and every single day. And then last week we had our brother Ryan Rhodes on. Uh, Y'all guys got to know him. Uh, He shared a little bit of his testimony um, and just what it looks like for him to walk in that resurrecting power of Christ. And so today I bring to you a fellow Houston native, the greatest city in the greatest country. That's right. Did you know he was going to do this? The greatest country in the world, Texas. Come on. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, uh, man, introduce yourself and then maybe just give a little 10,000 foot view of your story and kind of how we connected and how we know one another. Yeah, my name is Caleb Human from Houston, Texas. Come on, baby. <laughs> hey, we'll cut that part out. We'll Timestamp that. We'll cut Let's that out. <laughs> um, and so my whole life, I've I struggled with um, anxiety, depression, trying to mm. um, uh, come up with ways to numb that pain and not deal with it. Um, you know, had some mm. childhood trauma that I hadn't been able to work through, and you know, uh, I just used it as a crutch, you know, and, um, a phrase that, that really struck home to me was the chains of habit are too light to be felt until they're too heavy to be broken. And so as we go down Mm. these road, it's, it's, it just becomes more and more and more until you don't know how to get out and Mm. you just, you can't, you can't see clearly. And, um, you know, I got to a point with my wife and she just said, you know, enough's enough. We, I can't handle this anymore. And, uh, it's totally a God ordained moment of, of my sister scrolling through her Facebook feed and, and finding, um, uh, Chitty, um, and this place out in Tennessee and she randomly sent it to me. And I thought, I don't know anything about Tennessee. I, number one, I don't need to go there. I don't have a problem. Right. And, um, you know, it got to a point where, where I just had to go, I needed to change and I didn't know anything else of how to do it. And, um, I showed up at S2L and, uh, it was an adjustment period, you know, and it it took some time for, for God to work on me. But once he broke me, there was nothing holding me back from, from his love when I knew that I had, didn't have to feel the shame, the guilt any of the things that had held me down and binded me before that it was just absolutely freeing um, to just know that I'm loved by God. Golly, man, that's amazing. I love, I love hearing from guys that I haven't heard from in a while uh, and they're just doing amazing. One of the things that we talked about off, um, off air, and I want you to elaborate on before Chitty has some really cool questions. Um, 
And again, we are going to timestamp out and cut out all the Houston and Texas talk. <laughs> and you mentioned Tennessee and that you didn't need to be there, but you later found it was God's country. Yeah. And, oh, uh, gosh. But hey, man, touch on the um, kind of the ministry part that you're doing. And you, you, you're going into some, you have mentorships and things that you're doing. And just touch on that. Why are you doing that? Is it something that you just feel like you have to? which is obviously not the answer. But, I mean, I guess where I'm getting at is God saved you, redeemed you, changed your life, um, really restored things in your life, and now it's almost like, what? Why are you doing these things? It, it, it almost feels like a... Um, to reciprocate God's love to that He has shown to me to show other mm. men that how God has loved me and use that love to shine through me into them and they can i want them to see and feel the difference of somebody who has been in their shoes to where i'm not faking it now this is not a show this is my life this is this is my true story of what god has done for me and you know i want to bless them with that and oftentimes what happens is i get blessed even more you know i learn yeah. more about myself than and and through God of what he's done in my life than actually what I can give these young men. Yeah. Gosh, man, that's so true, man. Uh, I'm like, I'm, I'm taken back right now. Just hearing you talk, man. I'll never forget the first time we spoke or the first time I spoke with your wife and her wanting to get you into the program. I was at this gas station in Murfreesboro and I just remember pacing back and forth and her telling me y'all situation and how you were, were going to be unwilling to come. And, you know, we're in the mindset that you didn't need help and yada, yada, yada. But I remember praying with her, man. And like, I don't know. It was just one of those moments where I just felt like this guy is going to come. Like I just, I just had this, I can't describe it, but I just had this feeling like this guy is going to come. And then me and you talked for, I don't know what, a week or so before you actually ended up coming. And to hear the confidence you're speaking with right now and the boldness, and you just said how you're not ashamed of your testimony and the life that you once lived, that's astronomically different than the man that I met. Yeah. Because that man was ashamed of his past. He was ashamed to tell other people of his struggles. He was ashamed to, you know, admit that, man, I had fallen short and I had lived this life of addiction and, and, and I tried to keep it in private. And now for you to just be so forefront about it and sharing it from a place of, of such um, humility, man, and just grace and you wanting to reciprocate that same love that was shown to you by God. Man, that stuff fires me up, Caleb. Yeah. Like, it is miraculous what has happened in your life. Like, it is miraculous, man. And I'm just, I'm blessed to even hear you speak right now. Yeah. One of the questions that I have for you, though, man, um, a valuable lesson, man. What do you think about, for someone watching this, right, who may be struggling with addiction, who's fresh out of it, what's a valuable lesson, man, that, that God taught you through your addiction, right? When you look back and it's like, man, all these horrible things stemmed from my addiction, but also something, something so valuable, so something so tangible happened from that that I can now look back and be like, man, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. To me, it was almost like I'm I'm looking down this this road, um, but it's not a road. It's a it's a path through the trees, but not really a path. And 
I can either choose to do the things that I know aren't good for me, that I know aren't working, mm. but I don't know of another path to go down. And I have God over here saying, hey, I want you. You are my mm. long lost son. I love you. I need you. And I made you specifically for me. Whether you have, you know, family issues, whether you have mother, father issues, that he is the ultimate father that we were designed to be with. And for me, I, I kept making the same choices again and again and again. And when I saw that I could choose God over all these earthly things that will fade away, that'll, that have no meaning in the terms of eternity, it, it, was, it was a light bulb for me. Yeah. That's similar to your story, man. Hey, one of the things that I always like to talk to alumni about, especially they've gone through the program and the four pillars, um, and I asked Ryan uh, Rhodes this too, uh, what's something, what what book are you in right now? What book of the Bible? Where does God have you studying? What are you What are you drawn to right now? Are you maybe a small group, study, devotion, something like that. What are you in right now? Um, right now I'm in uh, Psalms. Um, and I, wow, that's, that was Ryan too. Was that's it cool. really? I didn't yeah, 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 yeah. caught his last week, um, yeah. but, um, you know, specifically Psalms 40 and, you know, anytime that I get, um, down on myself or I think that, you know, well, this is just a situation. This is, this is what's happening and, you know, I can't control it. And, and I see the, the, the fervor that David craves God's, um, you know, his Holy spirit to be with him to, I need you, Father, and just to see his humble submission and needing him, it, so it just it, it just crushes me of thinking that I can do this. I got it, you know. Oh uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm bringing it up to speed. I can handle this, and you know, every time I do, I end up going back to the Father because I should have been there to begin with. That's so good, and that's exactly what we talked about in the the resurrection episode where it's like mm. guys, one of the examples that Ryan and I talked about Caleb and is Ryan really said it clicked for me when I realized that his promises were for me too. Like mm. I didn't, it's easy to see that. Oh, it's for that guy. That Okay. But when God, when I see that it, it's for me too. And it, he wrecks me and he shows me that this is, I can have like David longing for and the fervor for, I can have that too. When that clicks, everything changes. Mm. Everything changes. Man, I, I I just I just remembered this, and if you don't mind, I'm gonna have Carl pop up a video oh, um, here. But it's a video your wife sent me mm. a couple weeks out of the program, man, and you didn't even know she had walked in the house. But it's around a corner, man, and she's recording you just worshiping in the room with your arms held high. And man, did I cry when I saw that! <laughs> it was so beautiful but something else we talked about last week with ryan is how god blessed him with a god-fearing woman and i've only known your wife as long as i've known you and had um, a few conversations with her i would say several but haven't spoken to her in a while but man i could just tell that the lord had got a hold of your wife's heart and she is close to the lord tell me about what your marriage looks like present day as opposed to what it looked like prior to you coming to S2L? Well, was, uh, before S2L, it, it, um, 
it was a very, extremely dark place, and it's almost like I got infatuated with that pain of that struggle mm. in between of the cycle of of doing life, and it just I almost fed off the off the pain um, in a really mm. uh, you know, misguided attempt to uh, dig my way out of this impossible hole that I was digging myself, um, but. As I, and I remember sitting on a, um, in the bed in the downstairs basement, and um, a guy named Larry was there, and we just got mail, and I got mail from my wife, and you know, we're, oh, you know, let's look it up, let's open it up, you know, and and so we open it up, and and one of the she wrote down some Bible verses for me to read, and one, uh, the first one was from Ezekiel, and Larry goes, dude. Ezekiel is a hardcore book. That's not good. <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of death and destruction, and there is messed up stuff in there. Dude, I don't think you should read it. I said, no. I think you should read it. <laughs> and, and so when I went to, to read, you know, the, the, the verse from the book, you know, it's, you know, therefore I, I've made you new that I will turn your heart of stone you know, into, mm. uh, you know, the love of Christ. And it was like, you know, I was proud of that stone of a heart, you know, nothing can hurt me. Mm. I, you know, I got it. I got it. And you build this huge wall up and you don't let anybody into your emotions and you don't let your emotions pour out to anybody. And there was a moment when I was in uh, counseling with Brianna that, you know, both her and I just felt the presence of God and, and it felt like nothing mattered, you know, like she told me that story. The, she told oh, me that story. Oh, it's come wild. On. Wasn't it, wasn't it with you, Brianna and your wife or yes. was it just you and her? Yes. It was a, it was like uh, a, 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 a couple's counseling yes. session. And Brianna told me that she was wrecked too, man. Uh, mm, let me ask on, you this. Man. Cause I want to honor. I know that you're jumping in here on a work day and you got to be in a meeting, but two things. One shout out to Jillian. It's Jillian, yes. right? Yeah. Uh, and just, man, lovely, godly wife. Mm. And if, if you guys follow our socials, if you go back a few months and shouldn't take long to scroll through, there's a beautiful blog or yes. story that they wrote together about their story and about just what God's done in their life and their marriage. And I mean, I asked permission, Hey, can I share that? I mean, it was amazing, man. And that just what God's doing in your life and you can see it in your eyes and your face uh, what is, and this was one of his questions, but I just want to hit it with you real quick. If there was, as we're kind of winding down, if there was one thing that you would want to encourage people with, so here's the range. There's about 70 million people that listen to our podcast. We did At the least. math, right? We did. That was, that was the metrics that we got, right? And so the range of people or anyone who's still in active addiction, just, just months, weeks, you know, out of a program or trying not to use families of loved ones and, you know, people who have been set free for years that really believe in Christ-centered addiction recovery. What's something, what's something you would leave someone with on that upper end? Someone who's maybe, you know, how the mind's still racing and they just got out and all of the pressures of home life are coming and, and people maybe still not trusting them and looking at them different or hiding their pocketbook. What's a message that you would say, what kind of encouragement would you ask and give uh, those those people in that realm of of listener? Uh, 
you know, we just we just passed through Easter, you know, and, and as each, uh, you know, a lot of churches go through the, the Christmas story and we learn of how Christ went through all the suffering and what those guards did to him, what, what those people made him drag that cross up to the cross. And the journey was painful. The journey was mm. not something that he wanted to do, but there was a journey that he was going through. And, you know, when they, when he rises up from the grave three days later, it is, it's glorious, right? And, and a lot of times that we don't, aren't able to see our way through the woods, but it's like, you can take one step, right? Mm. You can take one step. And to me, it, it is, I, I like to picture just running full-fledged into God's arms and just him hugging mm. me like I'm a small child. Yeah. That it just makes me know how small I am, how much I need him, and there's no other feeling that you'll ever get from any other substance. And as you yeah. try to, to entrap yourself in this world of, of situational this and this and that, just take one step. Yeah. Yeah. I think of Paul's passage where it's, uh, I don't look at the thing. I don't look behind. I don't look at the past. I press on towards the goal to which Christ Jesus called me. And I love that man. Good word. Whoo, man, this is filling me up so much hearing <laughs> you talk. I'm so serious, man. Like it, it's, it's doing something for me, man. Um, last question I got for you, man. And you may have already talked about it. Um, but what would like a marker moment for you be when you think back uh, to your walk with the Lord? And maybe it was in the program, maybe it was shortly after, but a moment, a marker moment for you that you knew undeniably like, man, freedom from addiction is absolutely possible. Like you just knew in that moment. Did you have a specific moment like that or was it just kind of over the course of some time you came to that knowledge? No, there was two moments. Uh, we were in the van uh going to I forget which which church we were going to but um, the song Scars came on um, the radio mm. and I used to be ashamed of those scars and I used to try mm. to cover up you know look how dirty I am look at look at the things that I've done nobody's gonna love me nobody's gonna like me but we all have our specific journey that we're going on and those scars make you and when I embrace those scars I could turn away from that person who I was knowing that God has has washed it all clean. And, you know, even, even on the cross going back to Easter, he still has scars on his hands, right? He, he left the reminder to show us that, Hey, these are part of the journey. This is, this is real. And I just broke down crying for about 30 minutes. I just cried <laughs> all the way to church <laughs> And I'm thinking, you know, with a guy, you know, van full of nine dudes and it stinks. And, you know, like I'm crying. I'm in, I'm in the middle of the woods in Tennessee. Like what is going God's on country. in my life? I'm here. And, yeah. you know, one Jitty told me is that, you know what, Caleb, you're going to look back on this time in your life. The six weeks in this God ordained piece of land in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee. And you are going to cherish those moments. And 
I don't know what kind of look I gave him in the moment, but it probably wasn't Christ-like. Um, but now that I, I, you know, I reminisce on that, it was a very, very special time for me to, to unplug, mm. to, to get one-on-one with, you know, our father. And from, from there, I, it just, it just changed. And I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to continue scarring myself. I want it's mm-hmm. important to, you know, there's a reason why your rear view mirror is smaller than your windshield, right? It's, you can see, you, you, it's important to know where you came from, but it's more important to see where you're going. That's and right. I, could, I mm-hmm. could envision myself on an on a incredible journey that I couldn't even imagine that I would be here two years ago, three years ago. There's, God is just beyond your wildest dreams. He is here for me every single day. That resurrecting yeah. power, baby, man. I'm getting filled. Carl's over here. You can't about. see him, but he's just like basking yeah. in yeah. the presence of the Lord right now. Yeah, man. And so from the, we have the saying, and maybe you've heard it, maybe you've not, but from the rooms of recovery, the revival of a nation. And so because of that resurrection power, Caleb's marriage restored. He's the father that God's called him to be. He's very productive member of society. He has a great careers, entrepreneur. Uh, man, he's plugged in and serving at his church, Antioch Christian Church yep. in Pearland, Texas. Pearland, Go check Texas. it out. If you are in the area, check his church out. Yeah, and look for Caleb, man. He, he'd love to introduce you. Plug in there. Guys, what about, and he's doing mentorship there. He talked a little bit about uh, going into the jail and the prison and doing even, like one thing unique that he didn't talk about on air, but I believe he talked to us off air. Man, he's going into the prison bringing marriage counseling, marriage um, seminars into the prison, the wives get to come in. I mean, that is so unique, but it's very thoughtful mm. because when they get out, just, I mean, amazing work, man. I'm so thankful for what God's doing in your life, um, man, and what I've gotten to see, um, the, the blogs. I mean, I just always just, and I don't know, cause y'all like share or shared, uh, faith. So I don't, I'm assuming it's your wife, but sometimes it could be you writing, and it just always blessed me whenever I see and read the things that you guys are doing. Um, we're dropping this right now. I'm not going to give a hard date, but hopefully by the end of this summer, when it starts to cool down some and it's not as so hot, I believe we're going to try to have an alumni weekend. Uh, maybe okay. do like maybe have like a golf with or some people that would um, potentially yeah. set us up on a golf course uh, and just have some, all you know guys come back. Love to see you there. If you're an alumni listener to this, you know, kind of, I didn't give you a date, but kind of know that towards the end of summer as it starts cooling down, we might try to do a little shindig and bring that back. We haven't done it in a couple of years since COVID. Yeah. We used to do it every summer. Um, not the golf thing, but have people come in, like come to a catapult Thursday night and have a golf or something. So it might need to take a few days. But Caleb, man, thank you so much for being a part of this uh, and just letting your light shine in the darkness, right? Being being a beacon of hope, a city on a hill, um, that at one point in your life you would have thought the opposite of that, mm. and then God wrecked you, restored you, redeemed you, rose you up, and now you like He said on this, like He said earlier, man, I can't help but to show the love of God that I received, mm. and that fired me up too, man. So thank you, Caleb. Any last thoughts? Thanks for letting me 
share my story and, and hang out with you guys. Amen. And that's life after addiction. You better believe it. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Recovery. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast, email them to info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.